This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. June, how do you do? Here we are, the second week of June, and we need to make plans to unplug, unwind, and luxuriate in life a little. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for shining on today. We have some glorious tales to tell, from New York City's West Village to the shores of Prince Edward Island. And we are going to open up all the windows and doors and bless our homes with sun-kissed energy. Mama Donna Hennis is here. I think it, you want to make friends with your house. Your house is your partner in life, really. I love that woman. She's going to tell you how to bless your house. Coming up. But first, I want to shine a light on our first ever Shine On Book Club pick, Derek Rydall's The Abundance Project. Have you been reading it? A group of us met in Garrison last Sunday to talk about it. And boy, did we have some soulful breakthroughs and shazams. Coach Ida Fields led the discussion. And at the core of the Abundance Project is life comes through you. It doesn't happen to you. Does that make sense? You have to cultivate a true sense of abundance inside yourself first before you can see abundance manifest outside in your world. It's a practice. Also, Ida reminded us that Derek says, when situations feel constricted, that's the time to get bigger, not smaller. Don't adapt when times are tough, grow. What is lacking from any difficult situation is what you're not bringing to the table. What are you withholding? Rise up, feel the abundance first inside of you, and getting grateful is always a good first step there. Thanks to all those reading along with us, The Abundance Project by Derek Rydall. Now, let's bless your home. Here's how to create sacred space where you live and work. It's easy with this little green book, Bless This House, by Mama Donna Hennis. Mama Donna is a spiritual teacher and syndicated columnist. She has a ceremonial center and spirit shop right in exotic Brooklyn. And Mama Donna leads the Halloween parade each year in New York City. Her title? Well, I'm New York City's urban shaman. The New Yorker calls me the unofficial commissioner of public spirit of New York City. And about 10 years ago, the director of the parade called me because people know that I am a ritualist and I, uh, I do blessings and ceremonies and so on. And she said, I know that once upon a time Halloween was a spiritual holiday, but this parade has gotten very beery and and a little too hectic and, and a little crazy. Can you lead the parade with blessings to kind of bring the energy up a little bit? And I thought, and I said to her, yeah, sure, I could do that. But one woman walking with some burning sage up 6th Avenue, followed by 150,000 people in costumes, well, last year was 3 million people lining the street, I don't think that would be very effective. So I formed Mama Donna's Blessing Band, and every year a group of anywhere between 30 and 70 people 
together we bless the parade in blessings. We bless the streets of the city and we send out blessings to the country, to the world, to Mother Earth, and to all the people there. Oh, beautiful. I want in. Bless oh, you'll be welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Bless this house, <laughs> creating sacred space where you live, work, and travel. Explain to people what are your thoughts and feelings and intentions when you say you're blessing the city and blessing the parade watchers. What what does that mean, really? Well, blessing is just a very simple thing of offering positivity, really. It's offering connection. It's offering a feeling or acknowledgement, I should say, that we are all connected in this big multiverse that we live in, and we are all together and we are all connected, and I, I want to send some love and positive energy to you. So we are actually creating sacred space in New York when we do that. Um, but of course, people can do that in their homes mm-hmm. and schools and businesses and hotel rooms and wherever we go. Yeah, wherever we go, bring the divine with you. So Bless This House is your new book. What room should we begin in? I don't think that matters. I think... The important thing about people blessing their own homes and what I'm hoping that people will get from this book is the feeling of ownership and ability and purpose and power that they can arrange the energy in their own home to be exactly what they need. And so I always suggest that people just, you know, it's great to bless your house when you first move in. And then that blessing is going to wear wear down eventually with normal living and stress and mess and all kinds of stuff. And so you want to periodically clean the energy in your home the same way you would clean the, store, the floors or the windows or whatever. And so I would suggest that people walk around their house just quietly and, and try to listen to what the house is saying to you. Is this room feel good? If it does, bless it for feeling good to you. Acknowledge that. If it doesn't feel so good, then with your intention, you can end with some some spiritual tools. You can clear that energy in your house. It's, it, and this, of course, is a great season to do it, too. It's like spring cleaning the energy of your home. I think it, you want to make friends with your house. Your house is your partner in life, really. And so it's a good thing to just look at your own intentions. What what do you want your home to be for you? Is it your private getaway? Is it a place of, of public participation? Is it a place of conviviality? Is it a place you want to raise a family? Is it a place that you're downsizing after your family grows up? Is it uh, where you work? Is it where you meditate? Is it where you study? Is it where you just want to have pleasure? There are no wrong answers. You know, I, I want people to understand that, that they are the expert of their own home. And in this book, the Bless This House books, you will find blessings, Buddhist blessings, Cherokee blessings, Catholic, Gaelic, German, Hindu, blessings, Polish, Islamic, Jewish, Navajo. Every kind of blessing you can find is in this book. And also how to create sacred space. I have little sacred things in every corner of my home because that's how often I need my eyes to see the divine. You know, the plants and the crystals and the little icons. How can you explain creating a private altar? You just did. <laughs> Actually, that's, that sounds beautiful, Casey. Uh, everybody's altar is different, and 
And I think that most people have altars without even realizing it or thinking of it in such a way. A countertop or a shelf or a table where you keep pictures of your loved ones, where you might have icons of religious significance to you, where you might have a candle or a beautiful plant or some flowers, keepsakes from places that are special to you, a special rock or special shell. And people have those. Everybody has something like that. They just maybe never thought of it in such a clear way that you have. Now, what about no-nos? Are there any things we shouldn't do or have in our home? I think that you want to make sure that everything in your home means something to you. Do you consider it beautiful? Is it a keepsake from a loved one who's passed on? Is it something that you have a great story about? Does it make you feel good? Then those you want. And if something in your home doesn't speak to you and isn't something that you love, get rid of it. And I have a practice where I like to get rid of one thing every day. Oh, every day! Yes, but it doesn't have to. It could be a computer file from 1978 or whatever. Okay. <laughs> you know, it could be a, a six-year-old tube of lipstick that's, you know, in the back of my medicine cabinet. Right. It, it just it doesn't matter. But if it's not relevant, if it's not meaningful, if it doesn't serve you in some way, get rid of it and open that space for something that does. When we're blessing the house, do we need to call in a professional or can we do it ourselves? Well, you can do either one. I mean, there really are no rules. I do a lot of house clearings, space clearings, house blessings, office blessings. I've blessed Broadway theaters for good performance, etc. So, yes, you can definitely have a professional blesser or rabbi or imam or priest or, you know, shaman or anything. Absolutely you can. But again... I would like people to own their own agency. We can't really affect everything that happens in the world, for sure. But we can affect whatever is in our home. And so if it doesn't feel right to you, think about that. What doesn't feel right? What is bothering you? How do you want to feel there? And then take some steps to do that. Kids are great to employ with you, uh, even pets. You know, you can make a parade through the house and sing to the house or light some incense that you like or light candles that you like. Really, blessing is about putting your positive intentions and love and spirit into whatever person, place, or thing that you're blessing. So it's not rocket science. It's just love. Bless this house. Mama Donna is the author of this wonderful book, and I just have to paint this picture for you because you will appreciate it. When we moved into the house, uh, the house I'm in now is a 1954 house, and we tore half of it down, you know, and then built it back up. When we were blessing the house, I made my husband follow me around with a with a bell. <laughs> And a candle while I had the sage and he didn't know what hit him. But boy, he followed right along like a trooper. Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? While I'm chanting and singing and praising and blessing the house. And now he's he's totally on board now. But I just wanted to tell you, we made the parade, Mama Donna. That's great. We That's made really the parade. So- and, and it affects everybody who participates. Uh, some people like to have friends or family join them. I always like it when everybody in the household participates, even pets. And I've gotten uh, messages from people after their house blessing saying, 
oh, my dog has never been so calm. Right, right. <laughs> Clearing the energy. And you know another thing we've done? Whenever we tore down a wall or put it back up or refinished a floor or painted some over something, before my husband could finish it, I would have to write uh, my intentions underneath it. No one can see it under the paint or paneling or wood or whatever. But I've written, you know, peace, love and joy and blessings to different people. And it's all concealed under the, you know, the workings of our house. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful and couldn't be more perfect. In a way, it it kind of serves as like a, a time capsule of some sort. But you're putting your energy into the very bones of the house, not just the decoration of it, but what holds it up. And what holds it up is your care and your intentions and, and your beautiful spirit. Well, thank you. All I right. love Thank you, Mama Donna. The book is Bless This House. Where can we find out more about you? My website is Donna Hennes, H-E-N-E-S dot com. And I'm always open for emails. And my email is very simple. It's just cityshaman at AOL dot com. C-I-T-Y-S-H-A-M-A-N at AOL dot com. Love her. I want to visit her shop in Brooklyn. Let's take a road trip. Mama Donna Hennis. The book is Bless This House. Find more about her and enter to win the book at Casey, K-A-C-E-Y dot co, C-O. Reiki is the world's most popular form of energy healing. Now you have an opportunity to study Reiki from one of the world's leading Reiki masters. Brett Bevel is an internationally published author and works with some of Hollywood's elite, endorsed by Kariana Naba from Dancing with the Stars. Reiki master Brett Bevel is offering a first and second degree Reiki training the weekend of June 29th through July 1st at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck. And if you already have Reiki training, Brett and several leading Reiki authors are offering the Power of Reiki Conference at Omega Institute, June 1st through 3rd. There you can learn new techniques to deepen your Reiki practice. Learn more about Brett at brettbevel.com and learn more about these transformational Reiki workshops at eomega.org. That's the Power of Reiki Conference, June 1st through 3rd, and the Reiki Training Weekend, June 29th through July 1st. Find more at brettbevel.com. That's brettbevel.com. The Amazon's rainforest is being cut down so fast that by 2030, 55% of it could be completely wiped out. The Earth's forests can't speak up when they need help, but we can. Be the voice for those who have no voice. Visit worldwildlife.org. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show. Now, here's another book for summer, but this isn't the book to take to the beach. This is a book to take to the garden or the porch, pour some lemonade and travel to one of the prettiest places on earth with one of American literature's most beloved young ladies, Anne of Green Gables. This book is about the enchanting island that inspired L.M. Montgomery, or Maud, the landscapes of Anne of Green Gables. You'll hear the stiff spine of this sturdy beauty creak as I speak to Catherine Reed, the author. She teaches creative writing at Warren Wilson College in Asheville, North Carolina. We want to know all about this, Catherine. I'll first say that the, it was Timber Press who, who came up with the idea. They'd done these interesting books on children's book authors like 
Beatrix Potter and A.A. A. Milne and Laura Ingalls Wilder. So they actually found me to do this book, and it was a perfect fit because I've, I've been writing about the natural world throughout my writing career, and I teach courses in writing about place. I love good literature, and uh, I love a great author like L. M. Montgomery. So, yeah, it worked for me perfectly. So many things come together here. The beautiful photographs of nature, the beautiful storytelling of the author's story, and then I feel like I'm on one of those day trips where I'm visiting a historic home. All of the fabulous pictures of what things were like in her life and times. Let's start off first with where Anne of Green Gables is set. So Prince Edward Island, uh, part of the maritime provinces up in Canada, is really this idyllic place. And people who visit there today will, will recognize it as very 21st century in some ways, but very pastoral, very much evoking what Anne Shirley experienced and of course, the author, Ellen Montgomery, back in the early 1900s. Fishing and agriculture are still important industries. And of course, tourism, the second most important because of the success of this book. It's an island of beautiful white sand beaches, rolling pastoral hills, uh, red roads, just like we got to know through the novels. I, I would imagine this is what heaven looks like. It is just so lovely, then, and the colors and the vistas are absolutely amazing. Talk to us, if you can, about the author and her heroine. What was the relationship between the two? Well, well, first case, let me say you're saying all the right things about both the book and the place. Heavenly Place, I think, is right. So Ellen Montgomery grew up on the island um, in the late 1800s. She was caretaker of her grandmother, so she actually stayed there till she was about 38, and then she uh, married. The, her husband-to-be had waited patiently for about six years before they could marry. What I learned through my research was just how similar Anne Shirley is to Maud Montgomery, which is what she liked to be called. Uh, not that Maud Montgomery was truly an orphan. She did lose her mother when she was not quite two. Uh, as we know, Anne Shirley was an orphan who arrived from Nova Scotia. Not the boy that they wanted, but won them over nonetheless. So Maud Montgomery, who had this wonderful way of being in the, in the natural world, she was garrulous, imaginative, loved good literature, could recite long poems. All of these things that she gave her character so I think that's part of the charm and appeal of the book is that we feel that Anne Shirley was real. In fact, when I went to see Green Gables, the home, a National Park Service employee told me that he'd seen grown women cry when they learned that Anne Shirley wasn't actually real. But we feel like she is because of the author's own experience and the way that she wrote about them. It makes me want to go back and read Anne of Green Gables. I know that I will. And, you know, I really just so touched by how you've captured such beauty and such elegance and uh, such a, a wonderful, timeless story. What else can you share with us about your experience? Well, uh, I'll just say a little bit more about the book with over uh, 200 images, um, and m m most of them, or maybe 80% of them, are contemporary color photos, so one really feels like can be present on the island, even if, you know, it's only a vicarious journey. It is a timeless story. Here we are still loving it 110 years later, and Netflix has this new series, Anne with an E, that's still tapping into this hunger. For more about Anne Shirley, I have visited the island a number of times over the years, and, and I just uh, love it. And even without knowing about Anne Shirley's hold on my imagination, I still think it's a just a beautiful place to experience. And thank you for letting us experience it. Catherine Reed, what does it feel like when a publisher reaches out to you and says, hey, I've got this artistic idea and we choose you? 
Well, it's one of those, you know, dreams come true. <laughs> so I, I felt lucky. I felt lucky to work with their art department. They just did such a splendid job. Uh, visually, as you said, the book is gorgeous. And to work with the photographer, Carrie Michaels, as I would suggest the kind of photo I might like to have, and, and she was able to capture them while she was up there taking photos. So it was all around uh, just a, a wonderful experience. And I didn't know about this Netflix series. What can you tell me about that? Well, it's a really creative, what they've done in this Anne with an E. They've already run the first year. The second year's coming out soon. We're all waiting anxiously. Is they imagine backstories to some of these characters, uh, which are some are hinted at in the novels, but some have just invented whole cloth. And much of it's filmed on Prince Edward Island, some of it over in Ontario. For people who like to know how the imagination can work when you're given this germ of an idea, you know, I think they'll be thrilled. For the purist, it might be a, a little tougher, but even they should find something to love in the series. I, I think it's really brilliant. Okay, and with an E on Netflix, adding that to the summer queue. More about the landscapes of Anne of Green Gables at Casey.co, and that's where you can send me your address if you want to win the book, too. Finally today, spring is in the air and so is First Love. First Love on stage at the Cherry Lane Theater in New York's funky East Village. Such a sweet, sweet theater. And an actress very familiar with this stage, Angelina Fiordalisi, stars with Michael O'Keefe in a touching story of love for the over 50 set. I gotta say, it is a blessing to work on a Charles Mead play. He's a brilliant writer and uh, the words are like music. It is such gorgeous poetry and this role Edith oh my god I feel like I'm representing uh, women my age you know particularly like those of us between 50 and 70 when our life starts to shift he has planted every uh, discussion the arguments the love almost every woman will be able to identify with it because he says all the things that we think but we never say. Mm. Wow. What are <laughs> so some of those the, things? Thinking that life has passed us by, maybe? or Yes, you get settled. You think that this is it, and you, you establish a pattern in your life. He talks about that, too. So many people live alone now, and they go through their day, you know, soup alone, dinner alone. Um, remember your circulation. Do your hand exercises. You know, arthritis starts to set in. There's this pattern, and you feel like, okay, this is the rest of my life. This is how I'm going to live toward the end of my life. And then all of a sudden love happens so unexpectedly. You meet someone, you find you have so much in common, and yet when you get together, you bumble around and and you bring all your baggage with you (laughs) into Mm -hmm. a relationship. And sometimes you punish this person for something that somebody did to you 20 years ago. And it's about reconciling that. It's also uh, referencing an an easier time during certain discussions that Mm -hmm. I have with the other character, who is Michael O'Keefe, played by Michael O'Keefe, by the way, who is just a dream to share the stage with. He's so talented. He's such a good actor and an amazing clown. That has been the most fun. Oh, that's great. But we great. talk and we remember, we remember a simpler time. I'm so happy that this play exists. I'm so happy we can tell women everywhere, go see it, tell men everywhere, take a date. There is so much brilliant 
funny humor. I mean, it, it's so funny as well. It's a 7 o'clock curtain, so you're out of there by 8.30, and you can have dinner afterwards or beforehand. It's a beautiful little neighborhood down in the West Village, nestled on this cul-de-sac, and there are great restaurants all within a few blocks. Now, I know you make your home in the Hudson Valley. Oh, my God. Oh, what a gift. The Hudson Valley and so rich in history. There's nothing like it. It's so close, and an hour and 15-minute ride on the train along the Hudson River. It's one of the most beautiful vistas. I, I love watching the seasons change when I ride the train. It's heaven. It is heaven, this Hudson Valley. Take that train ride into New York City. See First Love at the Cherry Lane. Running through July 8th, my anniversary. Ten years coming up with my honey. Thank you for tuning in today and for your summer calendar. I'm hosting an outdoor Reiki experience the first Saturday after the solstice at Mariondale in Ossining. That's June 23rd, I believe. And the Women of Wonder Weekend, August 17th through 19th at Graymore in Garrison. Casey.co has more. Our thought for the day is from Gunia Norris, the author of Being Home. And this quote can be found in the Mama Donna book, Bless This House. Time to dust again. Time to caress my house, to stroke its surfaces, a kind of lovemaking, the chance to appreciate by touch what I live with and cherish. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.